Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Have you ever wondered why we sometimes or we often eat when we're not physically hungry? We tend to eat when we're bored or stressed or want to be distracted or want to avoid an emotion we don't want to feel. What's caused this distorted relationship with food? Today we're going to be discussing what might be causing this on spirit level and how we can learn to be full so we can move beyond the struggle with food and eating when we're not physically hungry. After the discussion, we're going to wrap it up with a group frequency calibration so you can begin to clear the distortion patterns around this topic so you can continue to accelerate forward. Let's get started. Dennis? So Karen, one of the things that I know that we all have a relationship with is food. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm just thinking food and frequencies and distortions and energy and vibration. How does that how does that all come together? Because I know myself when it comes to food, sometimes I catch myself eating when I, I'm not hungry. Yeah. Or I'm eating things that I really don't enjoy. Yeah. But I'm just kind of caught up in it all. Yeah. So how does that relate to this this realm that you're talking about? Yeah. So um, we often in our our culture tend to eat when we're not physically hungry because we're avoiding something or we're having an emotional experience that we don't really like or um, we're stressed or bored or something. So eating is a way of us to find comfort a lot of times. Okay, It's a way of us feeling like safe and comfortable and sometimes it can be a numbing. So what I see on spirit level often is that it's like a numbing. Right, So if you're eating then you tend to like not pay attention so much to what else is happening on you because you're paying attention to the food. And what I've noticed also is that on um, there are distortion, there are many distortion patterns around food. One of them is the numbing. One of them is that we tend to, um, like you say, like have this struggle with food. Like what's good for us? What's not good for us? What's um, should a lot of people have abuse patterns, self abuse patterns? Like they punish themselves with food, so meaning withholding food. So they're not allowed to eat for a very long period of time, and then they can only eat this many things, and that's how eating disorders come up. Okay, and eating disorders—I'm just going to digress for a second here—is a very um, specific niche because a lot of times um, with eating disorders, what happens is it's actually a—it um, can be often, not always, a form of like possession. So when they look, when the person looks in the mirror, they actually see something that isn't physically there. They see. A projection of another um, being's mm, realm, basically. So that they're looking at a projection from another being, which then causes them to starve themselves and not eat. Okay, so a lot of times, I know that sounds a little odd, yeah. but that's sort of like the most out there in terms of um, patterns, right? Because it doesn't, and these, a lot of these um, people will actually be very, very emaciated to the point that they're very ill. But yet they only see somebody who's extremely obese in the mirror because of the projection of this thing. So the only way to, re to remove that really is to remove the, the entity, the, the, the possession, essentially. 
um, then you have a lot of other things that could be happening, like in terms of lineage patterns. So a lot of times people will struggle around food because it also symbolizes abundance from a lineage perspective, like having enough to eat was a certain level of abundance, especially, you know, many generations ago when you had to struggle to, to survive. So it is tied to abundance. So our struggle with food isn't really just about food. It can be about our acceptance of an ability to be with abundance in a certain way, although we talk about it as if it's food. And then there's all these lineage patterns with regards to that. And, you know, people who, who have passed, but were starving when they passed. They had famine for some reason because of a plague or a war or something, crop failures for some reason. So they die basically in hunger and they don't cross over into pure source. So then the frequency of that hunger, the not having enough comes right through the lineage and then the, the generations following will have all these issues with food even though they themselves are not starving. Does that make sense? They're yeah. not in an environment where they are starving, but they act as if they are. You know, yeah. I, I have to tell you, I'm really excited about the, you know, the group frequency calibration that you're doing right now, the deep dive around mm -hmm. food mm -hmm. and eating disorders or mm -hmm. whatever that might be. And one of the things that came up during that is that a lot of times it can reflect our relationship to our parents mm -hmm. or how we were raised mm -hmm. or kind of the environment that the food was served in mm -hmm. or the expectations at the table or yes. whatever that might be. And, yeah. and one that came up was, you know, well, you better you better clean that plate. Right. Yeah. There's children starving. Okay. Yes. So now if you absolutely just you know, cannot eat those, whatever that it is, is. <laughs> you know, oh my God, the guilt yeah. is that, oh, by not eating that I'm impacting children wherever. <laughs> and so, I, you know, I had to stop and think about that because I think we've all heard that. Yeah. And uh, we think about how we grew up and what that table setting was like yeah. and what was said during that meal. And, you know, and it all influenced the experience and the relationship with the food. Yeah, totally. And the other thing is that, um, as you mentioned, we all have a very different relationship with food and our bodies take in food differently. So I'm going to digress here a little bit. So when I was growing up, my sister was just like what you said, like she didn't, my sister had a very small appetite and she could only, um, and she was forced to sit at the table until she was finished. Okay. So we come from a Chinese culture and in our culture, if, our parents say we need to eat something. We were going to sit there until you eat it or you get smacked. That's generally the way we were brought up. So, and I would be, feel really terrible for my sister because I'd be like, I'd be sitting with her and she just could not eat it. Cause she, she really, um, is when she was growing up had a very light appetite. So really it would have been better to, for the way my sister was to, to actually have her eat five or six small things during the day rather than try to make her eat three big meals because she just actually c couldn't take it in. And there's some kids who naturally don't want to eat certain things or um, have an aversion to, like they don't want to eat very much, you know, because they are still, or they eat at a different pace or whatever. So our distortion patterns are actually very much transmitted down from, you know, what our parents enforced, which were enforced by their parents and their, so there's tons of lineage pattern stuff going on around food. And then you add on top of that stuff, you know, all the emotional stuff yeah. around food which has to do with, um, you know, being bored or distracted, whatever. 
So all these different things are at play. And you think, oh, well, it's just because I'm eating, like, I don't have enough discipline. So we shame ourselves or feel guilty because we don't have enough discipline to, mm. to only eat when appropriate. Or, you know, we get confused about what is good for us. Or, you know, there are all these weird patterns around food. So we have this very distorted relationship around it. It's not just about, like, eating something that sustains us. It becomes much more than that. And again, most interestingly, it's very much attached to our experience of abundance. Like what we can be at ease with. Can we be okay with just eating when we're hungry and being feeling satiated and full? That's the same way. Can, can you receive abundance? Can you be with it and at ease with it and feel full with what you have and grateful for what you have and, you know, and then actually attract more without needing to overconsume? Oh. So it's a very similar relationship, even though it's, it seems different. Like we seems like we're talking about, you know, you know, eating as opposed to greater abundance, but it's a, a very similar pattern. You know, you can certainly see where the whole diet world is a multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah. And it's surrounded by, you know, all these emotions and fears and anxieties mm -hmm. and, you know, trying to be perfect and trying to have the perfect body. So mm -hmm. I, I've never thought of it, you know, before as, oh, we've got distortions here. Yeah. That if they're released, yeah. these patterns will be released. Yeah. And then I can be a healthy me, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. And what's really cool about frequency work, so first, I just want to, before I forget, we are actually doing an episode on body image. So we'll talk about that. Okay. So we'll talk about that a little bit later, specifically. Okay. okay? Which is how we perceive our own body. What's really cool about frequency work is that the more you do it, the more clearer you're going to become on what serves your body. You're going to notice, so we have habituated patterns of what brings us pleasure in terms of what we eat. Okay, so you might go to the fridge and open the fridge and habitually you might have reached for the chocolate or maybe you went to the cabinets and you reached for whatever it is that you reached for, okay? The Cheetos or the chips or whatever it is that you're reading. So what you'll notice is the more frequency patterns clear from you, the distortion patterns, you'll go to the fridge or the cupboard and you'll reach for the thing and you'll wait, oh, I don't actually want that. You'll actually catch yourself and think, I don't want that which is really cool because then you start to tune into more than what your mental idea of what it is that you think you want, these cravings, as opposed to like your bodily sensation of what is it that I really want to be fed right now. So as opposed to going and reaching for the chocolate, for example, like, you know, actually instead, I don't need this. I'm going to go instead, just be really still, or I'm going to go take a bath, or I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to go listen to music or something else, mm. or actually I don't need anything. I, I don't yeah. know why I thought yeah. I needed yeah. anything. And the other thing that I'm going to mention about frequencies, which is really cool, is that the more frequency work you do, the more that you're going to in naturally want your body to become more attuned, more strong. Mm. It's almost like, it's like an athlete training. So I don't know why this is, but muscle is able to hold higher frequencies and um, integrate higher frequencies more than fat is. So you'll find at some point, or at least what I'm noticing in my clients and in myself, is that at some point they're gonna just, you're, you likely, if you're like all these other people, will start to kick in and want to move more. You'll want to get stronger. And it's not like you have this idea in your head of the perfect body and you're trying to be like that guy or gal on, in the magazine who has like ripped abs and whatever, okay? It's not about that. It's more that you want to actually just feel strong yeah, in yeah. your body. And 
And it's a really cool point, and it's it allows you. And if you, it's funny, you can't transcend a certain level if you don't physically、uh, get stronger, because you your body can't hold a certain level of、mm. resonation、mm. at some point. So you need to get through. I'm not saying you need to be like. You know, at three、yeah. percent body fat, or what, I'm、yeah. not saying that. Okay, so please know that I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you will naturally have a tendency to want to become stronger and muscularly more dense and eat more nutrient dense food because your body will you'll start to be able to because you have the clarity you don't have these distortion patterns you'll know more clearly what serves your body and what can allow you to attune、mm. and take in those、yeah. higher level frequencies. Well, and you know that I think that makes sense. You know that if your if your、uh, vibration is increasing、mm-hmm. and your frequency,、mm-hmm. and so you you've got to have a structure that can handle that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.、So. And at some point, if you don't, you actually you will not move past、yeah. a certain point. You、yeah. you can't、yeah. because your structure, as you say, cannot support yeah. it. Yeah. You just cannot. So、um, it's cool that it's a sort of a naturally、yeah. that you want to.、Mm. You'll want to, of your own accord, make yourself stronger, and it's not about discipline. It's actually about a joyfulness、mm. and a wanting to strengthen yourself. It's like an athlete who's priming themselves for an event,、mm. right? A specific event, but the event is your life. You know, it's just the experience of your life, which is really cool, because then it's about gratitude and embracing、um, what's it, what what is. And so, I suppose this、um, the learning to feel full. Is also、um, about this feeling of completeness and wholeness,、mm. okay? Because then there's no hunger. So what I'll say is that from a frequency perspective, the more distortion patterns you have around yourself, sometimes that causes a hunger that we don't know what it is. We're、mm. we're looking for something to satisfy us, but we don't know what it is. So we translate that into food. It's like oftentimes people will say, when you're hungry, you're actually not hungry; you're thirsty. You just haven't drunk enough water. You're dehydrated, but you confuse that signal, and you think, "Oh, I need to eat," but actually, you need to drink water. Okay. So similarly, we mistake this sort of hunger, this dissatisfaction, or something not quite right on the spirit level with needing to eat. But it's not really that. It's that we need、wow. to re- release this density around us. More distortions have to come off because、yeah. something in our life isn't quite right, and so we we don't know what it is, and so we assume it's hunger, but it's not. So as we drop the frequency patterns, what's really cool is as we come into a sense of completeness or wholeness, you'll need to eat less. You just I don't know why you need to eat less, but you just do, and it's really liberating because it breaks this. Habituated bond that we have with food—it's、mm. a binding. It's a strong one. It's a really strong one,、yeah. and it's really through lineage, and it's through our cultures, and it's through our religion. Like this is how we interact with each other. Over, you know how we commune with each other. It's through food. So it's all that stuff. And so, but when you become more whole and complete, you don't need the external stuff. Doesn't really matter as much. So like to eat is not as important anymore. So, and then when you do eat, it's extremely pleasurable, because it's a choice now. You're not doing it because you're like, oh, I have to, and if I don't, I'm going to die or whatever. You know, it just you start to eat out of pleasure, and you're really present with it, and it becomes really delightful. And that's the really enjoying the body, because the fullness is coming from your sense of completeness and wholeness. It's not coming from this eating. 
Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, this, this has been very enlightening, and uh, mm-hmm. I never, I never had that uh, connection between food and patterns and distortions and frequencies. Yeah. So, thank you very much, Karen. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC. Exactly what is that? A GFC is a group frequency calibration, which looks a lot like a guided meditation on a particular topic. And what I'm doing is I'm helping you to remove the distortion patterns of that particular topic. And because you're coming together as a mastermind in a group to connect to pure source even more and to clear the distortion patterns of this particular topic, what happens is a tremendous amount of momentum starts to happen because of the energetic of the entire group. And each individual is able to move faster and ascend higher than they could have on their own. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome everyone. This is the group frequency calibration on hunger, yearning, satiation, learning to be full. So please bring your attention, awareness, focus to your um, solar plexus between your belly button and the base of your sternum. And as you bring your attention here, we're going to take three breaths together. You're going to inhale, hold your breath in for a count of four. And when you're complete with your breath at the inhale, releasing all the air out of your lungs on the exhale and holding your breath out for a count of four. And on your next breath, inhaling as slowly as you can and holding your breath in for a count of five. And please note that you should breathe at your own rate and at your own count rate. You don't need to follow the sound of my voice. And whenever you arrive at your exhale, exhaling all the air out of your lungs and holding your breath out for a count of five. And on your third breath, inhaling as slowly as you can and holding your breath in for as long as you think you can. And notice if you can really take yourself into that edge of discomfort or if you let go of it more easily or more quickly. And finally, on your exhale, you're going to release all the air out of your lungs and hold your breath out for as long as you think you can. Noticing whether holding your breath in or holding your breath out is easier for you. And whenever you're complete with your three breaths, 
Please bring your attention from the space between your belly button all the way to your throat, imagining a line, a center line that you can draw between your belly button and your throat and keeping your attention on that center line. Breathing normally here. For those of you who are new, please note that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level, and also that I'll be making noises on my end. So you'll hear me yawn, you'll hear me exhale sharply, you'll hear me hum, and that's just how I move the, remove the distortion patterns at this time. And I'm working more and more in silence as I access higher and higher frequencies. So if you hear nothing on my end, please know that I am still working on you. Waiting for the mastermind to gel. Good. So continuing to focus on that center line. Let's go ahead and ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? That question again is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of a brilliance deep, deep within your body. That becomes even brighter. That starts to radiate through all of your cells and eventually out through the pores of your skin. For some of you, it will extend out into the stars. And if that happens, remember to keep some part of your attention or focus on, on or in some part of your body. So that you can expand and stay in your body at the same time. And on my end, I am working to expand your bandwidth okay, or your capacity to take in higher levels of frequencies, pure source, irrespective of what level you are at. Bringing your attention now to the top and the back of your head. Breathing normally here. 
Okay. So what's happening is there is um, a miscalibration or of um, in the brain with regards to knowing when you're full. Okay, and you tend to override. Um, it's kind of got a wonky, so it, you tend to override it. Your natural knowingness of when you're full, um, either by eating when you're watching a digital device, that's the biggest thing, um, or you're distracted in some way. It's usually a digital device or TV, okay, or your computer or something. So I'm just going to recalibrate this because the continual exposure to these digital devices as you're eating has caused this, let's call it miscalibration. I think that's the word. Um, so I'm going to, it's, it's not in alignment. It's not aligned the way it should be. If you're going to be aware of when you're actually full. So, or when you're actually hungry. Okay. Both those things. So just keeping your attention on the top of your head and the back of your head. And now bringing your attention into the lower back part of your skull, into the back of your neck. Okay, this is your brainstem. <clears throat> Excuse me, your brainstem. So, adjusting here as well. Just breathing normally and keeping your attention on this part of your body. Good. And now bringing your attention between your belly button all the way to the hollow of your throat. 
So this is the distortion pattern of avoidance or not wanting to feel, meaning you're numbing your emotion. Okay, so, uh, or avoiding, um, something you don't want to do, like a task or talking to someone or whatever it is. So, um, and it's associated with eating. So you, um, use this as a way to like numb, avoid, procrastinate. So let's remove this. Good. And now bringing your attention between your belly button and your xiphoid process, which is right at the base of your sternum. So your sternum is that big thick bone in the center of your chest, where your ribs meet in front of your body. What I'm working on is this um, uh, inability to discern when you're thirsty versus when you're hungry. And oftentimes when you think you're hungry, you're just dehydrated. So what I've been working on in addition is to help you 
understand the difference and uh, to help confirm to lead this pattern in the physical world the next time you're hungry drink something first like drink a glass of water and then wait a few minutes and see if you're still hungry Now bringing your attention to your throat space. Okay, so this is a much larger mm, topic, but this is about starting the process, process of discerning what is good for your particular body. So I know that there are a lot of things out there saying what is healthy and what is not. And not every diet, not every health system is appropriate for everybody. Everyone's different. So, so I'm beginning to help you clear up the frequency so you have a little bit more discernment around what is actually good for your body as opposed to what you think is good for your body based on what you want your body to look like. which is what governs most people's desire to diet or whatever, as opposed to what makes them feel the most nourished, the strongest, the healthiest, that type of thing. The focus is different. So we're shifting the focus towards the latter, which I just mentioned. Choosing something to eat because it nourishes you, it strengthens you, it makes you more healthy, as opposed to the way you look. So shifting this focus and starting to, which is a, as again, I can't do it all in this, this GFC, it's too big of a topic, however, beginning this process. Yeah, and now it's in the heart space and the rib cage. So you can imagine your heart space in the center of your chest and your nipple line, in addition to your ribs, okay, including the ribs on your back body. Now this is a distortion pattern of non-worthiness, of feeling full, or so low self-worth around it. It's like you eat because you don't feel like you're deserving, and so you comfort yourself with this, but eating, it doesn't make you more worthy. So it's a false sense of comfort. So removing this distortion pattern, which is quite huge. And for a pretty large topic group review, this is likely going to show up at another layer for you. Okay, because it's quite deep. For others of you, in another subgroup, it'll just be done. But for some of you, this is more entrenched. Okay. So we'll take it out of this layer, but you might encounter it again, just so you know. 
And when I mean by feeling full, I mean by being enough, being worthy of being enough, of having enough, of feeling full, feeling abundant, feeling satiated. That's what I mean, just to clarify. For many of you, this includes lineage patterns, cultural and religious patterning as well. This is a pretty big one. Breathing normally in the space of your heart and your ribs. Good. Bring your attention to your solar plexus between your belly button and the base of your sternum. Working on your pain bodies a little bit. To keep it integrated and moving with you with all this spirit change. So please take a deep breath in, hold it for a second or two. When you're ready, release it with some sound, like, ah. Good. So for those of you who would like to go further, there are two deep dives available on the website. One on fundamental body image reset, so it's about how you view your body, and the other has to do with yo-yo dieting, unhealthy eating patterns, and sorting that stuff out, okay? So if you that resonates with you, it's there for you to help if you like it, and if not, that's totally fine, and I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. If you're ready to clear even more of the frequency distortion patterns that are holding you back so you can accelerate towards where you want to be, please visit my website at sphericalluminosity.com.